Hello, I'm Michelle. And I'm Laura. And this is the Pair Entrepreneurs Club podcast, a weekly show to help you navigate the demands of being a working parent. We will share lots of practical ideas, hints and tips, and our own and others' experiences with juggling work, family, health and finances. Above all, we want to help you find your purpose, define your identity and banish any confidence gremlins that might be holding you back from the life you dream of. No matter whether you have children or not, there will be something here for you. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Air Entrepreneurs Club podcast. I'm Laura and with me today is my friend and co-host Michelle. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about an end of year reflection. So for us, we want to take the time to explore this quote that really resonates with both of us. There is not wisdom in experience. There is wisdom in evaluated experience. So let's delve into the insightful world of reflection. And this year, we want to look back on what we've achieved in 2023. So as as we navigate the pages of our past year, first things first is to kick off by delving into the power of evaluated experience, as that quote says. So one thing we find, Laura, quite often, isn't it, that it's really easy for our coaching clients to to resonate and think about what's been their achievements for the last year. So generally, when we ask people to reflect, they go back on what they've succeeded for the last 12 months. And people do occasionally struggle with that. But actually, it's, it's the first thing that people think about, actually, what have I done? What's been my successes for the last 12 months? And what we want to do is talk about other things that are really important to reflect on as well. And the first one for us, what we talk to our coaching clients quite a lot about, is that reflection of your own learning, what you've developed as a self in in the year. So what have you done to, to kind of build your own knowledge and your skills? And this isn't necessarily going on a formal qualification or going off and doing an MBA or a master's. But what have you done over that 12 month period to kind of develop your your own self-awareness, your own self-development? Um, so I don't know for you, Laura, what, what you can reflect on for 2023 and what you've, what you've been doing in your learning journey. Yeah, I think, you know, it's natural that we instantly go for the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would say things like, oh, you know, I, exactly as you said, I've done X qualification or I've run a marathon or whatever it might be. And we're looking for those big things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really about thinking what else is there that I've learned mm-hmm. that's significant. So particularly as you touched on there in the business world, for me, I was talking to someone uh, quite recently about AI you know, the use of AI in how to develop your business. And um, I kind of was quite amazed at myself at how much I'd actually learned because this person was completely unaware, yeah. you know, and how I've actually used that to implement uh, systems and processes within what we do in, in our business. Um, so it's things like that where you think you're not necessarily learning anything um, with a, a title to it, mm. but it is still something that you is very valuable to you and to others as well. Mm, absolutely. And I mean, I'm not a massive reader either, but this year I've probably read most more business books than I ever have done. And I think I've taken snippets from each of them and put them into my own style. And so I've just had that sort of self-awareness from from those books and the trials and tribulations that either other small business owners have had or other parents have had who have either running businesses or just those parenting woes that we share as part of our community. So yeah, we sort of advocate to our own coaching clients. It's that reflection on your own self-development. What have you learned and what new skills have you adopted? And just taking that note, like 
literally putting pen to paper and reflecting on that is really, really important. So that's number one. Yeah. The second one for us is where do you spend most of your time? So this is something that we've talked about in previous podcasts about that time management piece. But actually, at the end of the year, it's really useful to look back on your calendar and look at where you time blocking. So where are you spending a proportion of your time? Is it on the business? Is it in the business? Have you got that right balance with the personal commitments you want to do? Are you getting to the gym three or four times a week as you said you wanted to do? You know, where where does it generally, when you look back and reflect, where does that calendar represent your your life at the moment? Um, and I know I'm not very good at this. I think last year I kidded myself when I did this exercise, but I don't know about you, Nora, but I think I always have a little bit of a um, self-perception of I feel like I manage my time quite effectively. But if I go back and actually look at those calendar blocks, I'm just not getting the right balance sometimes. Yeah, I think that's true. And I was certainly um, of that same opinion. And what I've tried to do is colour code my diary now so that I can book out um, personal time and I can see how much of that I'm getting because I can look at the colour on my calendar, which has been really helpful. I think the other thing to be mindful of is uh, particularly when we're working, we get distracted by other things. So what I found really interesting even just in the past week is looking at how many times I check my phone and just making a note of it because if a WhatsApp message comes in or an email and then I get distracted I've actually not achieved what I set out to do in that time period Mm, so just just like you say recording those moments is can be really really helpful Um, yeah yeah, I mean, when we when we coach individuals sometimes and when they're on that first journey, that's one of the exercises we get them to do, isn't it? Kind of that weekly reflection on where they've balanced that time. But it is harder to do it on a 12-month period. But if you can get into that really good habit of, of, of training your brain to do it throughout the year, that's fabulous. But best case scenario in this situation is you come to the end of the year, just look back on that calendar and have a look. You know, are you taking the right amount of holidays and rest periods? Because, you know, small business owners, we're, we're all guilty of it, aren't we? And we kind of think, oh, we, you know, we'll have three days off and we'll have a long weekend instead of taking two full weeks. Um, and then asking yourself, when I was away for those two weeks in August, did I actually take my laptop? And how much of those two weeks was actual rest or work rest as well, where I was doing emails or phone calls? So it's really useful because it kind of prompts that mindset around where you want to be for the next year as well, what you want to do differently. So yeah. the third one is what areas might need the most attention? So this is quite a challenging one, isn't it? And when we ask our coaching clients, um, you know, people will kind of either quite quickly come up that if they're in that situation where they're working on their confidence and those limited beliefs. But for other people who are a bit further along in the journey, they'll probably be at that point where um, it's a harder one to ask. You know, they're, they're struggling to think about those areas. Um, you know, and I think from my perspective, that list is always fairly long. <laughs> That's probably a confidence piece in myself. Um, we, we, we don't always practice what we preach or we tell our coaching clients, do we, as we know, um, that um, it's a really, it's a really useful question. So what areas need the most attention? What's interesting there as well is because I had a coaching call recently with my coach and she picked up on um, whether I was, my language is away or towards. And it was very much a way of what I don't want rather than what I do want. And this is what's so interesting that even though I know the elements of what should be, what I should be (laughs) focusing on, I'm still using the language of being away. And it's only when somebody actually holds that mirror up and says, oh, you know, this is what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's why nothing's working. Um, 
and and from a um, self-evaluation I've actually thought about from a HR perspective of what we do is we um, protect people essentially from risk so mm. my natural um, instinct so to speak is to think about how what what could go wrong how do we protect the business how do we protect whatever it is the scenario and that's where I focus on rather than what the possibilities of what could go really well absolutely absolutely and I think it sometimes also provokes that conversation just thinking about a podcast we did a, a few weeks ago a few well probably a couple of months ago now actually speaking to mine with Caroline Marshall and we were talking about actually sometimes just acceptance of what you might need to outsource as well and I think sometimes when an area needs attention it's not because you're not getting you've got the skills or the appetite to do something sometimes you just don't have the time and you might actually hold your hands up and say, actually, next year, this is an area that I might want to outsource to somebody else. Um, and we've certainly done that, haven't we, in the last last few months ourselves. We've kind of appreciated yeah. that editing these podcasts is taking far too long for, for us to narrow on a weekly basis. And so we are using a virtual assistant to do that for us. So I think, you know, it's really important to reflect on that. And we can do that because we've got one another and we're both coaches. But actually, it, unless you do take the time, sometimes it, it's not that easy to do that self-reflection. Um, and then the next question is, what goals haven't you accomplished yet? So I know we are entering into the first week in December, so we've only got a few weeks left. But actually, you know, it, you know, don't be hard up on yourself. And we said this before, like not achieving a goal is not a failure. But what goals have you maybe not accomplished? Um, and again, I'm sure I'm sure they've got stories to tell on that, Laura. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're moving into the new year, new resolution time. Um, and, and this is really kind of thinking what what we have is like a moonshot goal. You know, what are the things that we dream, you know, to, to achieve? And how do we get there? Um, so it's not necessarily um, a bad thing to have not accomplished something yet. It's just that, right, okay, so how am I going to get there? What what could I do to stretch myself that bit further? Absolutely. And, and we really encourage our coaching clients to also think about what's maybe held them back. So again, it's like they might have had a goal that's that's really realistic, it's more than achievable, but there's been something else that's been stopping them from doing it. And that might be their confidence or that imposter syndrome piece. Or it might be resources and time. So, again, without that reflection, you can go into setting goals for next year. And if you're not careful, you, you kind of you, you actually kind of talk yourself out of doing that. You say, well, there's no point setting goals because they didn't work last year. Um, and there was a really interesting thing I was reading um, a few weeks ago. Um, there's a lady in America called Maria Fellow, and she's a, a big entrepreneur writer in the States. And she was saying she's commissioned a study that actually, um, as human beings, 42% more likely to achieve our goals if you actually write it down. So she wrote down 15 times a day that I want to be a New York Times bestseller author. So I suppose it goes hand in hand with that whole visualization piece. But actually, you know, there's a bit to say in there isn't there that you know if we don't kind of take that reflection to understand why we've not achieved our goals we might actually prohibit ourselves from setting goals again for the next year so you know it's um I think we're all guilty of it we all say this is what I want to be this is what I want to do and we actually probably do need to put pen to paper on that so yeah take the time to think about why you've maybe not achieved them or as you're landing into the, the last month of the year what's what's holding holding you back 
So we really want you guys to succeed the year on a high. Um, we all want to be in that position. Um, and we've got a really good, powerful um, toolkit that we advocate as part of our coaching, which we're going to just, again, just bring to life in this in this podcast for you, which is the Wheel of Life. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening who hasn't heard of the Wheel of Life before, um, it is essentially um, one of the, the first kind of stepping stones, really, that we start off with coaching. Um, so what it is is if you imagine um, a wheel, a circle, um, a pizza, a cake, a trivial pursuit board, whichever it is that you can divide into normally about eight segments. So you've got wedges in there that you can set as to different elements of what you want to measure. So we use the Wheel of Life as both um, a goal setting tool and also as an evaluation tool because it's a really good visual. Um, and as Michelle said, you know, it's about getting the pen to paper and actually have a visual um, picture, you know, representative of what um, your Wheel of Life looks like. So if you look at those eight segments, if we were doing it on um, a life basis, we would say, OK, so what what what's important to you in your life? So it might be things like health, finances, um, your career, relationships, um, balance, spirituality, whatever that might be. And then you would score each of those from one to ten. So if on your wheel, you've got um, the one being in the middle, or the ten being on the outside you'll eventually end up with a bit of a shape that's probably a little bit wonky um, towards the end. And it's about then looking at that and saying, okay, so if that is a bit wonky, where is it that I need to develop? Um, and, and we use this tool in so many different elements. And Michelle, you know, you've used this before uh, with your, some of your clients as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, going back nearly 10 years ago, I had a coach and he said to me, I was 30, single, living on my own with two cats. And he he would, you know, jovially kind of prod me and poke me over this, this and say, you know, where are you going with your life? What's the plan? And, um, you know, I, I felt it was fairly invasive that my work professional coach was asking me what my life plan was. But actually, they do have a connection. And I sat down then and did the world of life. And about wrote a bit of a life plan and it made me realize that actually I'd been so focused on my career. I'd not really thought about what I wanted from a personal perspective and it was all completely out of balance. And so where I was and where I wanted to be was so fragmented and there was a huge amount of work to do on both of them. Um, so, yeah, we kind of advocate um, from a from a business perspective, you know, that kind of has to go back to what those personal connections are going to be. So that's one way we use that tool. And then there's other ways you can use it from a corporate perspective, isn't there? Where if you're going from a job promotion and you're self-assessing yourself against those skills and those abilities, it's an incredibly powerful toolkit. Um, we've we've got a client actually at the moment that we've been supporting and they're going through a bit of a business uh, junction aren't they with um, their ownership of their business and it's it's something we've advocated that they do and just reevaluate as they're going through this transitional period what it is they as an individual want and how that balance that wheel of life is kind of making them think what, where it's kind of skewed at the moment so we'll put the link in our um, podcast um, commentary as well because we've got a free resource that we uh, have on our website for this as well don't we Laura so we'll make sure we share we do indeed yeah as, as part of our um career drivers and motivators workbook there is a couple of wheels of life in there um 
so again that's a good starting point and a free resource um, to download an interesting one as well is even if you're going for a job promotion or a change in career it's a good way of actually putting down okay so what do I value the most in the current job and what do I think will change if I get this new job so that's um you know I've used this before it's very very insightful to go okay well my stress levels are likely to go up my finances are likely to go up but do I want that you know if both of those being on a par um even things like flexible working hybrid working Mm. how does that work um you know what do I value the most in that because it can sometimes help with those falls and against of whether you actually want the promotion or not whether it's worth that time um and investing in that absolutely I mean I actually used it for a friend recently who was going through exactly that process so they've been offered a different job quite a substantial amount of travel involved in that job and they've got a young family and so what their motivations and drivers were was slightly different to what their partner was telling them so I said well certainly the will of life if you do one they do one and then it'll kind of align and it's and it's in it powerful they came back quite quickly and said wow that really helped our conversation so it's um it's kind of going back to that view isn't it of, of what the how we kind of get that equilibrium of what the bigger drivers are going to be at that time um and certainly yeah. you know people with a young family might want to be home more so the the salary and the the job title and the future prospects might be lower on someone's wheel of life at that time um but again as I say I know I certainly was at that point when I was 13 it wasn't till I sat down and thought okay that's like gloomy prospect of what I've got and what I want very different so it's yeah an incredibly powerful tool um yeah I think you know even if you use it for like core competencies mm. or you know uh, as a business wheel as well and thinking okay mm. you know going back to that conversation we know where we need to outsource some things it's again looking at that as to well what am I good at mm. you know as a as an entrepreneur we know we've got to be good at marketing we've got to be good at financing budgeting mm. um being a social media guru like all of these different things that, that build up the picture when actually all you wanted to do was just be a coach. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, it's a good, again, representative, okay, well, where are my weakest links? Um, you know, what? where do I need that support and help? Yeah, so true. Um, it made me think the other day, because obviously a lot of that wheel as well, you can just use it. I mean, we've, we've got people who are more live coaches that use it quite heavily, and it's around those motivations about what make people happy. So, you know, is it relationships? Is it money? whatever whatever floats your boat um and actually on a previous podcast I interviewed a lady called Isabel um from um I am self-actualization and she recommended a read um Brendan Bouchard like high performing teams and it, it's a book that I picked up many years ago I think when it first came out we did some leadership training and I think I read a few chapters of it and put it down um and I've reread it and he talks a lot about, you know, when you're laid um, on your deathbed, and it sounds quite morbid in prospect, but, you know, thinking about what what actually made you happy in life, what were your happy points and what made you happy? And it's a really good point. He suggests that end of year reflection should be around thinking about what's going to make you happy and what do you actually want out of life? Because it shouldn't be a conversation that you have when you're laid at your darkest hour. It should be something you're asking yourself frequently. And probably once a year is not enough, is it, in reality? But what is actually making you happy and what do you want out of life? Yeah, so true. And, you know, and I recommended a similar book um, by Bronnie Ware, mm. um, who is a, uh, I think she was a nurse, you know, in care homes. And um, she wrote a book which was the 
top five regrets of the dying. And again, it sounds like a really morbid topic to to talk about, but but actually the top um, regret that she found amongst all those people was that I wish I'd had the courage to live a life that was true to myself mm. and not the life that others expected of me. Yeah, And I thought it's just so powerful because a lot of us do live in this bubble of trying to please other people yeah. and we never please ourselves. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's that reflection time of actually when, when it is coming to New Year's resolutions, what can I do? Mm. And again, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of grappled with this myself and with clients of, but it sounds quite selfish. Mm. And it's not because once you're fulfilled, you can fulfill, fulfill others. Yeah. So it's kind of that you can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. Um, you've got to be satisfied yourself before you can you can help other people. Mm. And as we said before, you know, your personal and your business life are so together, aren't they? I, you know, I, for a long time I resisted that and I said they're so separate. But actually, if you are happy in everything you do, there is that such close proximity in, in what, you know, how it portrays in the work world and how it portrays in your personal life. So, yeah, massively. Mm. Yeah, probably two good reads that we'll put in the link as well, recommended reads. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so as we reflect then, just those five questions that we should be asking ourselves at the end of the year. So first one is what have I learned? What have I learned this year? Either skills, knowledge, etc. Where I've been spending most of my time um, on the personal level, the business level, just looking back at those calendars and making sure you're, you're reflecting. What areas need the most attention? So at the end of the year, where have you left some gaps? And then what goals have you not necessarily accomplished? And then last but not least, what held you back? So what is it that's maybe prohibiting you? So I think if you do that kind of backward view, uh, and that's the past, isn't it? And then the future questions, we probably also would be useful, wouldn't it? To think about what do you want to be doing in 2024? So it kind of leaves us in, doesn't it? To, to what do you actually want to accomplish? And for me, I think the big question I always ask is, how can I accomplish more while working a bit less? Because flexibility is my biggest driver all the time. Um, you know, how can I earn more and do less is a different question. But I think for me, it is that accomplishment thing that is so incredibly important. Getting to the end of the week and feel I've accomplished a lot in the business, but actually I've worked smarter and not worked ridiculous hours for that. I don't know about yourself, Laura, what other sort of future questions you'd ask for 2024? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the tangible bit in that for me is saying what is what what does that look like? So it's mm. been really clear on what are your metrics? How are you managing to measure that? Yeah. Um, so if it is I want to work less, um, you know, or I want to be smarter, what is smarter? Um, you know, and, and that's sometimes where we we fall down because we have a, a quite uh, overarching goal, but then don't work backwards as to what that actually looks like. Yeah. That's so really I think for important. me, particularly with the um, time element, it's being able to say, right, okay, well, I want to uh, make sure I, I do go to the gym yeah. you know, or play tennis three times a week and block that out in my diary mm. and then actually make sure I do it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's too easy and certainly of late, you know, I'm guilty of saying, oh, well, it's not that important. I'll yeah. work instead because I've been busy. Yeah. And then I feel that I'm not, you know, 
fulfilling that part of my wheel. So it's, yeah, having those moments and, you know, and, and, and regularly assessing and using that as an evaluation of, okay, so this last month, where am I on my wheel? How wonky is it? And in what areas? Yeah, and we, we do that with our clients, don't we? So because they do the wheels or they, they'll do the reflection piece, it's easy for us then to hold them to account. So it's so easy to say, well, actually, did you go to the gym twice this week, like you said? So it it does kind of go into that slight personal territory sometimes, but it's so important if that's what they've put on their wheel as a, a key driver for their business and for them as individuals. Um, linking into that, I guess um, my reflection would be around, you know, spend, what have I accomplished by doing less? It's well, what systems and supports can I have, have in place that might help me do that? Um, so, you know, we're, we're guilty of it sometimes because there's this passion piece, like we roll our sleeves up and do it ourselves. But actually, you know, we'd advocate small business owners and sometimes say, like, if you work out your hourly rate. So, for example, my dad taught me this years ago, washing the car, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. It was, an, it was a probably three hour task when I was a teenager doing that off my dad and get my pocket money. And that was it. And he said to me one day when I was probably about 25, you know, work out your hourly rate and how long it takes you to wash that company car Mondeo. You know, it's not your car. You don't get any pride and joy out of it. You know, how long is it going to take you to wash it? Um, and my dad's not kind of that person when it comes to money, but he just said, you know, when you put it into the grand scheme of it, sometimes you do have to outsource certain things and put systems in place that make you more effective with your time. And I know we've talked about this times in, in tasks that we do in home and, you know, certainly the VA support that we found ourselves using as well. It's really important sometimes to actually say, I can't do everything. If my key driver is, is flexibility, then I physically can't do everything. Um, yeah. There's yeah. a really interesting, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, where the guy talks about the um, the clock that he tips up um, a salt um, timer. And it's about time, isn't it? Around we all have the same amount of time. So, you know, if you think about it, it's true. Everybody on this planet has the same amount of time, but it's the past time and it's the future time. And the bit you can see the here and now is that funnel in the middle, the stuff that's dripping through. And that's so important to remember, you know, what what can help you in managing that if that's a key thing for you and a key driver, for example, if it's flexibility. And I think that's a common excuse we hear from so many people. of I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have time for that. And it's like, okay, well, what that means is you're putting that as a one on your wheel. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if you're okay with that, that's fine. But most people say that and they're not okay with it. Mm. So what can you do to shift that? Because as you said, you know, we all have the same amount of time and we can choose how we spend that time. Absolutely. So it's making sure that we choose it in the right ways. And, you know, as you said, um, it is difficult to uh, keep yourself on track sometimes and, mm. and we're very honest with each other and mm. I think because we've done this piece when we kind of set the business up and said what are what are our drivers yeah. and we're very open and honest with that between ourselves we can then have that check-in of going you know what Michelle like, you've, you've done a lot this week <laughs> or vice versa yeah. let's just take a take a back step and you know just just go and chill and enjoy time with your family so it's, it's not that important um but that's hard to do when you're on your own because mm. you focused on one thing at the detriment of all the other pieces of the pie absolutely and that's that question isn't it when you've got the wheel of life there it's how do i make sure all those parts stay balanced so that's a really good question for 2024 isn't it doing that wheel of life having it in front of you and saying how do i make sure then i keep that balance and I suppose on that note, hopefully that's a good parting, <laughs> parting outcome. Um, 
I mean, my favourite quote, and I've got the jump on today, is inhale the future, exhale the past. And that is something that I really resonate at the end of the year. It's a bit cliche. My jumper hasn't got the quite the whole thing on it. But when I get my new office done, that is going to be on the wall. Because I really believe in that. You know, your future is your future goal. But you have got to remember, as you, as you breathe out the year, you've also got to take that little bit of time to rem- remind yourself of what you've done. Um, yeah. And you do forget that. It's, it's a long outward breath as opposed to a, let's move on, which we which yeah. we need to do. I love that. I love that. It's a brilliant way to end it. So yeah, please do go onto our website, find the uh, free resource. And, you know, if you're thinking about setting some New Year's resolutions, then um, we, we highly advocate um, the Wheel of Life and having a look at that. Thank you for listening. And we will see you in the new year and have a great Christmas. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We rely heavily on word of mouth. So if you found value in this episode, please hit subscribe and share it with family and friends. If you'd like to find out a bit more about us, you can find us on our Facebook group, Parentrepreneurs Club, or alternatively on Instagram, Parentrepreneurs underscore club. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to talking to you next time.